0: Happy Monday, and welcome to the Sneak Preview. I'm Connor Izagari.
1: I'm Caleb LeJay.
0: And today we're discussing A24's latest horror flick, Men, as well as the Shudder documentary, The Found Footage Phenomenon. Going to be a polarizing show, but before we get into it, let's see what happened last week in film. (music) Last week in film. And I mean polarizing by the, as in like us in the audience, possibly. Okay, Not between, I was about me, and, to say, not between me and you. We're on the same page. Here. I was like, I'm pretty sure we're on the same page with both movies here, so I don't know what you're talking about. Critic response on men has been pretty positive. We're not going to be all that positive.
1: Yeah, I was going to say unless like, we're not talking about it because you didn't have a chance to watch it, but unless like you watched Jackass 4.5 in time and like hated it, then yeah. We <laughs> have a polarizing episode, but I'm pretty sure you're going to like that when you watch it.
0: I'm sure I I did. I'm sure I will. Uh, But first, there's a new fantasy epic 3,000 Years of Longing starring Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba. Comes out August 31st. And I like a good genie movie. You don't see them a lot. And this, uh, you know, George Miller's track record is pretty good. And uh, I guess this is what we're getting instead of Mad Max The Wasteland. Uh.
1: Well, apparently he's doing this and then Furiosa next. So, whatever contract Tom Hardy signs, is going to take quite a while to fulfill.
0: <laughs> Unreal. But this, I don't really know what to make of this. This looks, is this a comedy? Is this a drama of, what is this? But I, Idris Elba's a genie, and I want to see that.
1: I wasn't really sold. Like, I like the cast. I like George Miller, but I was, I remember thinking like, oh, okay, some outside of Mad Max, see what he does. Not, I know he has stuff outside of Mad Max he's done. I'm saying, like, as far as recent, he has not done fucking anything since Fury Word, for Christ's sakes. So I was like, oh, okay, let's see what he has up his sleeve. I heard mm-hmm. fantasy epics. So I was like, hmm, okay. I saw it, I was lukewarm. I want to say I was disappointed. I want not say I was impressed. I was, I was lukewarm. I was in the middle. <laughs> I was like, mm.
0: I want more details. I want to know what we're supposed to expect here
1: yeah i was i wasn't drawn enough to say like oh i can't wait to see this when it comes out theaters i remember watching going just give me more mad max how's that sound there miller just give me furiosa and mad max wastelands just give me that because i'm not really sold on this
0: (laughs) well hopefully the movie's better than the weirdly toned trailer we got uh next up the long-awaited teaser for prey The new predator film coming out on Hulu August 5th. And we only got 54 seconds of a Comanche Warrior taking on a Predator. But I am absolutely sold. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm looking more forward to like the full trilogy. So it's you know, it's a full trailer. But I look, I've been down for like this Evil Dead Rise, Hellraiser. I think those are like the big three that have these vague fucking release dates. And now I can think is like, okay, we finally got a date and we finally got fucking something. Can I get the next two, please? Can I get some fucking information? I'm tired of hearing about how Evil Dead Rise footage was shown at a certain goddamn con, but they're not putting it online. So I'm like, okay, so we have enough for a trailer. Let's, let's, let's hold up. Let's hold up. Um, so I'm, I'm very happy to finally see something and at least have a release date, something to look forward to now. Yeah. Um, I really like the concept that they're going with on this. Like, fact of the matter is like as far as a quick run that high I feel about series, obviously, first one's on the spirit classic. I have grown to really enjoy too. I was one of those I initially didn't like it, but I've really enjoy it now. Um, I think *Predators* is underrated as fuck. I minus Adrian Brody not being convincing as a tough guy. I think *Predators* is like awesome. And then pr- *The Predator*, yeah, it happened. Um. <laughs> but if there's one thing consistent outside of the second film is that they haven't recaptured the um magic of the commando squad. Because like I said, even predators, I like it, but I, I I can't tell you about half of that fucking cast. Other than Tover Grace making the turn as the bad guy, which actually was kind of inventive, and I thought he did it pretty well. Um, and Danny Trail, just because it's Danny Trail. I like him. But besides that, he doesn't really last long in film anyway. Um, so like we clearly can't capture the commando feel at all anymore for whatever reason. So why not take what you established in the second film that they've been doing this for thousands of years. They come to earth every time to hunt and fucking play with that. And that's exactly what this film is doing is playing with that saying, look, we've stellar slave come to this planet numerous times to hunt. So let's play with and do something completely different. And this, I do intrigues me a lot.
0: I've heard a rumor... First off, I agree entirely with your thoughts on the Predator franchise as a whole. Those are my thoughts, too. (laughs) Um, But I've heard rumors that the the flintlock that Danny Glover gets in Predator 2 is going to play into this movie because the inscription on the flintlock is like the same... Or like within a year or two of this film's setting. So like there's a possibility like... That's gonna happen that's gonna be the connector to the rest of the franchise, which would be sweet. Okay. But I'm excited just to see the predator in different time periods because I've always wanted something like this.
1: Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like taking that concept you've you established back in when I forget when Predator 2 came out. I think it was like late 80s, early 90s. I think 1990 on the dot. 99 on dot. So you know, and never taking advantage of that since it came out. So they again they tried doing the commando thing two more times. People didn't really take to it either time. Um, but it's like going back to that, and like you said, let's take that concept and play with the franchise a little bit more. Let's put the predator in different fucking time periods and have some fun with it. And I like that, I like the flip to the title of saying pray this time. Like I like that flip because I wonder to me, it's like, ooh, what does that mean? Like, as far as like how's that gonna play on the movie? Who here um, is the prey? Yeah. Um, I like I've heard a lot about the fact that since this is a Comanche. Uh, warrior i believe they have gotten a lot of indigenous um people in front of and behind the camera so you know for those that want diversity obviously in hollywood we've been demanding that they give you something more diverse that's being answered too. yeah i just i have a lot of hope i do have a lot of hope for this film i'm glad they're playing around with this concept finally and yeah i look forward to a full trailer just to see more
0: i hope this works because i want to see this done in multiple different like, i want to see predator take on the vikings or like you know, pirates in the seventeen hundreds.
1: Yeah, that that's like, what's exciting. Like advanced referee, advanced weaponry meets old fucking like, you know, primitive tactics.
0: Yeah, this is this is a cool idea. This, You know, this thing's been hunting, you know, throughout mankind's evolution, and I want to see the trophies he's gotten or failed to get.
1: Yeah, it's and then it'll be sweet. I mean, you can play with the horror in each film. You know what I mean? Like. A, a, this type of horror would be so much different if they said let's explore like a World War One or World War II setting and what they could do with that or you know like said a Viking setting since that seems to kind of randomly be, be the rage right now between the Northmen and Sasakrit Valhalla upcoming God of War like Vikings are in but I guess that has to do with that uh, the show that was on history that now came to Netflix yeah Um. Mm-hmm. so like you could play with that and really also play with your tone because of it
0: World War II, I immediately thought of a Nazi predator. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, I don't know how that would work. Maybe the Nazis caught him and are, like, negotiating. Like, you go, you know, you hunt, but you only hunt within these parameters. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, that it would get, it would, not racist. What's the word for what they would do? It it would get into an ism really fast.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, predator would get canceled. But uh, yeah, I love the idea. the The possibilities are endless, you know. Throughout all of mankind's history, there have always been warriors, and now that we know that there's always been something preying on those warriors, you know, I want to, I want to see. So yeah. hopefully, pray works out.
1: Yeah, and it just and it makes me happy that you know all the word we had with like, oh shit, Disney's buying Fox. Like, what does that mean for obviously this franchise and the Alien franchise? Like, are they going to bury that? What are they going to do? And they've been very like up about saying no, we're bringing it back big time. Like we have the alien show coming to FX, we got a predator movie coming out, the Marvel Comics are doing fucking predator. Like they were like all in, they're all like all in on these properties, which is pretty cool to me. Like they're not just throwing it to the race, like, no, we're giving you new shit and we're trying something different with it.
0: Yep. If it ever made a significant amount of money, Disney ain't throwing it away. No, That's how it works. <laughs> um Moving on, this was odd. There is a sequel in early development to the, the 2009 crime thriller Law Abiding Citizen. Uh, that's being tossed around lately, uh, despite the fact that the main character, Gerard Butler, uh, dies a horrible bomb-related death at the end of the movie. Are
1: we, uh, hmm. are we really at a point between this and the supposed gladiator 2 that I've been hearing revamped re, uh, rumors from Scott himself that it's happening? Um, <laughs> are we just done are we at the point where like it doesn't matter character's death in the first film i just want to make a sequel regardless
0: i don't think it's going to be gerard but unless they like i honestly they they could and he will probably say yes but i don't i don't think they should If, if anything you know keep jamie foxx as the main character and you know dealing with another psycho or something like that i mean i don't know i don't think this movie needs a sequel at all so i don't know why they're doing this
1: i mean no, i like law-abiding citizen a lot yeah
0: but it's a one-and-done thriller that works as its own movie that i never thought what happens next there is no next i watched him die i don't
1: have a next i was like all right this
0: is a good one done film yeah everyone who you know he killed the guys who killed his family Then he blew up and that was it jamie foxx kind of learned a lesson also oh, that's like my only beef is
1: that i don't think jimmy fox learned his lesson but that's whenever we talk about the film i do have some beef with that ending point though is that i did watch him die
0: yeah so we'll see uh but then again you know he died at the end of 300 and there was a sequel to that too
1: yeah that's true too <laughs> that i honestly to this day like i have seen the sequel 300 a couple of times the only thing i can remember is ava green ava green and the main character sex scene the like the power struggle sex scene that happened
0: i remember the like hyper uh amplified cover of sabbath's war pigs in the end credits
1: uh, i remember that oh yeah the only uh, i remember the ava green thing because i had like a really big thing for her when she was like doing all this stuff and she did like and like send city A dame to kill for her where she was naked throughout often i was like Good. It's a good time to be a fan. of This lady. Uh,
0: next up, this was not really a surprise. Uh, Warner Brothers has canceled their previously announced Wonder Twins movie. Uh, this is due mostly to a change in leadership. It turns out nobody really fucking wants a Wonder Twins movie. Who knew?
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get my hopes up at all. I feel bad for the actors that they had like literally cast already for it. Yeah. Uh, Isabel May who came off the the show that um, he hated. God damn it. Why am I mind blanking on Sam Elliott? Holy shit. I mind blanked hard.
0: Uh, okay. So she was off Yellowstone.
1: She was off this, the prequel. Yes. series He was on that. He hated was attached to Yellowstone. So she's kind of up and coming right now. So I know that was probably going to be like her next big thing. And then they're just like, yeah, and it's done. Gone, go find new work <laughs> and it's gone and it's gone,
0: yeah. So, no wonder twins movie. Uh, apparently, there's new rules uh, for They're... Warner Brothers like theatrical release DC movies. So,
1: all right, this is what happened. I, I got I've been reading this one, IGN because it's, it's insane. Uh, Hamana, Hamada, Hamada, everyone's how you everyone everyone say his last name. Was the one currently in charge of setting these up. He's the one that came up plan like, hey, you know, we'll still do one or two theatrical releases a year, then on more riskier projects that we're not sure we'll take or not, we'll reserve for HBO Max. Hence, something like uh, Batgirl coming out on HBO Max. Yeah. Right? That was his plan. I thought it was working out pretty well for him, honestly. Like, theatrical Rise, we're getting some pretty fucking good shit. That's how we got the Batman out of this shit. Um, so I thought it was working well. But Recently, as has been reported, right, Warner Brothers and Discovery have merged. Hence, why probably sometime this year, whatever they decide to call it, it will be HBO Max and Discovery Plus all in one. At some point, that we're still waiting on the details for that. That's been confirmed to be happening. Um, but the guy in charge, I forget his name. You can tell he's trying to be like he's just trying to make his his stamp known, right? He'd leave his mark because immediately. As soon as the deal was done, he was like, yeah, so we're going to be really looking at uh the DC film slate and really shaking things up. And I wanted Kevin Feige, like a uh, person on board and like immediately an awkward thing was like, dude, your shit's working. Leave it the fuck alone. And I'm like, this is what I'm scared of. See, this is what this is what I'm like. God damn it. This time it's not even really Warner Brothers fault. It's this merger that happened. And the dude just wanted to make his damn voice heard.
0: That sucks. And yeah, it's, you know, it's a pissing contest now. You know, he's got to be the biggest swinging dick or he's not going to be happy.
1: Yeah. So now, now I'm worried because I was like, you guys had something working and it was fine because we were getting the Batman, the Suicide Squad, Joker, like all these fucking kick ass movies from you guys. And then with the advent of Suicide Squad, right? We got fucking Peacemaker. And then. The spinoff shows are going to be coming out of the Batman and whatnot. And the other spinoff shows are coming out of fucking Suicide Squad. So, like, your shit was, to me, going fine. I was on board. I'm like, okay, I'm down for this, DC. Like, I like this. And now this guy came on, said his shit. At first, I didn't think anything of it, because it looked like they were going about business as usual. But now they canceled wonder trends, which you could write. It could be there's just no interest in it. But now it's like, okay, well, now I'm worried what else are you gonna cancel what sh- I, I was like you better not take away fucking peacemaker dude because you're definitely making money off that that was a huge hit for max um
0: i can't really you know with with dc and warner brothers i just i can't fathom the constant stream of bad decisions and i just i, I i've learned not to get my hopes up with them anymore like I, you know we get the occasional one or two three film punch that's like oh that was good and we start to get a little hope and then behind the scenes turmoil fucks that all up. We've seen this happen so many times. And now I, you know, it's, I'm disillusioned. Like I'll just, you know, roll with the punches and whatever happens next happens. I'm at this point. Yeah,
1: it's 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 aggravating. It's it's really annoying.
0: Yep, truly. But you know what's not aggravating annoying? There's a reboot of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in early development at Hulu. They're finally going back to this untapped well. I mean, I'm glad you're excited. I am. I am excited. I I, I like that movie. A lot of people don't, but I like that
1: movie. So you're one of five people I know that probably likes that movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But the thing is, it's based on so much content that people love. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen series is epic and uh, really exciting and original and creative. And I hope they go in a more... Faithful direction, which I, yeah. I think they will.
1: I think I read that they're getting like the original comic writers involved or something like they're getting someone involved to make it more faithful. Like that's to take us to be more faithful with it.
0: Perfect. Well, there you go. I don't know why they don't just, I mean, this has, you know, this reeks of series. I feel like a movie isn't going to do this justice, but a series makes way more sense.
1: I would argue in the age of streaming, most of these adaptations they want to do with games and comics would actually benefit series.
0: Yeah, on the streamers
1: you can do whatever you want. They whatever episode amount you want, you get. You don't have to like as we've seen with the boys, like how they how Seth Rogen says they do it. They throw out the most outrageous shit to Prime. They find out where the line is, and then they go from there on what they can get away with. So that's that's literally, and they've said that they like we find out where the line is. You go cool. That's the line. That's what we can put on the show. This is what we can't put on the show.
0: There's a whole. um story in the league of extraordinary gentlemen comic line where harry potter is introduced and he's the fucking antichrist like i know that will never ever in a million years make it to the big screen or even the small screen but isn't it just nice to know that's a that's a thing like twitter happened oh my god it would be amazing but uh yeah like that's a really cool series and i i hope they do it justice this time because while i like that movie I get why people hated it and I, I want it done right for the fans. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It,
0: yeah. I, I hope it, I hope it works out for them. Yeah. Same. Oh. Um, Ending on some sad news. Oscar winning composer Vangelis has died at 79 years old from heart failure. He won his Oscar for best original score for the 1981 film chariots of fire. One of the most iconic and uh, recognized scores in movie history. You, you know exactly what it is. If you've, like, just Google Chariots of Fire. You'll hear it and you'll be like, oh, I know that. Um, some of his other notable film scores include Missing, 1492, Conquest of Paradise, Alexander, and, of course, Blade Runner. Uh, so, yeah, we lost Vangelis. Uh Bummer. He was always pretty, you know, ahead of his time with his synth sounds. And Blade Runner, especially, is beloved by fans, you know, for the music. Uh, so, yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, mostly Blade Runner scores
1: really kick ass. Um, yeah, rest in peace. I wasn't expecting to hear that uh, news. A lot of these this year, I'm not expecting to hear him yet.
0: I'm surprised yeah, yeah. every time. It's a fucking bummer. Um, with that, let's talk about our films tonight. The found footage phenomenon. Uh, recent documentary debuted on Shudder. covers the history of the found footage film and its various waves. Uh, using f- such films as *Cannibal Holocaust*, *The Blair Witch Project*, and *Paranormal Activity* to represent the change in the formula through f- uh, film and technological history. Uh, why don't you give us some some thoughts on this? Because I know you were really pushing for this one.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I mean I'm a big sucker for like documentary, especially in relation to horror. Um, and I, you know, I like anyone, I got I had kind of a beef found footage when it first had its resurgence during paranormal activities uh, uh run and the fact that it really took away from my, my torture point error that i heard so dear to my heart of horror i know a lot of people i know a lot of people are like oh god i finally got rid of that error i was like i like that error so i like that for once we weren't fucking babies about violence on screen so we got shit put to the extreme on a fucking big screen theater I liked it, um, but I have grown to I've grown, you know, around to it. And there's quite a bit of from that era, like obviously some classic stuff I like. So I was down to see what they would do with this. And for the most part, I like what they did. Um, I really do like, yeah, you could argue that they could have maybe waited longer to do this or whatever. Made it four hours like a lot of docs are nowadays. But I like this short suite. And it, to me, it fits found footage. It was a short suite to the point. Documentary that just covered its history, why people might be gravitating to it, the various changes. Um, I thought it was a really smart move to pick certain big films, kind of use as like a pivot into that decade and what followed. That was a smart move because you can obviously look, there was always, in every case, a huge film that hit. It had its resurgence, it died down, another big film did it that hit, and then it died back down. So doing that was smart. I like a lot of the people that got on board to do it some of those things i was like oh shit okay seeing oren pelly who's really only has paranormal activity to his name because area 51 kind of flopped
0: i i thought it was neat that they got the cannibal holocaust guy to to talk about how he made that movie i didn't realize yeah. that like it was so realistic he was arrested for murder
1: <laughs> yeah if you want more history on that check out uh, the new season of cursed films it's the final episode of season two it's dedicated cool. entirely to Cannibal Holocaust. And he talks about that.
0: Nice. I've never actually seen Cannibal Holocaust. So I should probably do that first. Dude, it's
1: an insane movie. I've seen Definitely. it like five or so times now.
0: It's what I've heard. It's a trip. Um, but yeah, I thought this was neat. Um, I, re- I, I felt really bad for the last broadcast, guys. I mean, they should have had the Blair Witch's success. But, you know, just timing and marketing and it just it didn't work out and they're kind of known as you know some people think they ripped blair witch off which is super shitty mm-hmm. well, um,
1: i like how the doc talked on touched on that a couple of times like that one guy uh, they they talked about that made that one movie but because it was like the screen light or it did the the moving cameras and stuff because they did the security footage ways they couldn't i forgot the name
0: of the movie yeah it was the zombie something yeah it took place in that
1: person's apartment and stuff and they said like a lot of what they were doing wasn't being used in found footage at the time, but because it took so long to get that film out, like the, I think the serious sounder for like two years and all this crazy stuff that when it did came out, they were told they were copying these other big hit movies. And it's like, well, no, we did it at first. It just took longer to get out.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, Romero's diary, of the dead and the, the film that was doing a found footage zombie film. And then he was told, you know, we're going to pay money for your film so we can shelve it. So it doesn't hurt Romero's success. Like that's got to suck. I mean, I can't imagine that, you know, you work so hard on a movie and the studio is like, well, it's so similar to this other movie that we care way more about. So bye.
1: Yeah. Or, I mean, technically I think they sat on Paranormal Activity for a while before it finally came out. I think I'm hearing like, it's sad. And then they finally okay, like, hey, let's dust this off.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, like on IMDb, it's listed as a 2007 film, but it it came out in 2009. And I remember that thinking like those numbers don't add up. Yeah. And then there was sad. one like every year for like six years.
1: Yeah. It was like it's sad. And then they started doing like select screenings to see if people would respond, and they were getting like huge fucking responses on those select screenings. So then they thought, okay, we got something here.
0: Oh man, I still am in, in awe of the Blair Witch Project success. You know of what. 10 grand and 350 million dollar uh box office the most profitable film in history yeah. that's incredible
1: i love hearing the guy talk about it and like what they did to get to like convince everyone and whatnot
0: <laughs> i love that like you can't be in anything for a year like we need people to think you disappeared in the woods yeah <laughs> like- what if you're like, you know, in Burkittsville or I guess they don't live there, but like wherever these guys live and you go to the 7-Eleven, you just saw the Blair Witch Project and like, you know, one of the dudes is in there getting a hot dog and you're like, what? But the, what? <laughs> it's Hell right. No. He's alive. Do you have a breakdown? It <laughs> had to have happened. It's not like they just sat in their, ho- their homes for a year and then were like, oh, time's up. I can go outside now. Yeah, especially back then when they didn't really have as many like
1: come to you services as we do now. You could probably get away with it. You can we did groceries.
0: for a while. That was that was the fucking quarantine. We did that.
1: Yeah, I was like you can have groceries brought to your door, Amazon brings you all like you could conceivably never leave your house and be fine.
0: But also in you know 99 like, you know, there weren't we weren't being watched all the time by our fucking smartphones. Like you you didn't know where everybody was at any given moment. You could just you know, get off the grid for a little bit and just avoid any paparazzi who might be hanging around. But you weren't famous yet. No one's looking for you. They think you're dead.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked, I liked how many movies it showed me, how many movies it introduced me to, films I hadn't heard about that I was like, oh, I'd like to see that. I had a giant list by the end of it. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: some well, of those that's films what I, liked I about, like
1: about, oh, like, sorry, okay. I was about to say, this is what I like about, like, dark documentaries like this or the In Search of Darkness films that cover the 80s is that it shows me shit that I made a mess. been like, oh, that does look really cool. I want to check that out. So I always love that. Because, there, yeah, there's some stuff, even this, I'm seeing a good chunk of what they were showing. I was like, oh, I haven't seen that. I want to check that movie out.
0: Have you seen um, Megan is Missing?
1: No, that was one of those I wanted to watch.
0: That looked like it's going to be difficult to watch.
1: Maybe. I know a lot of people told me Pugs Can Taste was going to be difficult, and I sat through
0: the whole thing unfazed. <laughs> well, I'm saying for me, you you... I, I feel like you could watch a real snuff film and you'd be like, eh, it's fake." Probably. <laughs> you might have, for all I know, <laughs> by accident. How would you know?
1: <laughs> well, no, no. I've seen, I've seen some actual videos. Oh shit!
0: Ah, well, we're we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, I um, hate crime looked interesting. That looked like a rough watch. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, Jesus, uh, the August Underground stuff. The fact that that was a whole series. <laughs>
0: yeah oof. um i'm surprised it didn't touch on um i think it's called faces of death yes but that's just because that
1: ugh, faces of death doesn't it's still a well-known property and people like it but it's also known the fact that it's been coming to light that a lot of the, the death show on that film is absolutely
0: 100 fake well yeah it's all fake but isn't isn't that also like done in a found footage way
1: yeah but it's usually like it's voiceover of a guy talking about and now this is what this what is happening and then they show the thing dying and they cut to the next one
0: okay so it's not like a movie it's more just like a series of freaky clips it's it's a collection of various deaths yeah okay that makes sense uh but yeah this was a really neat comprehensive doc that uh showed you know the progression of a of a undervalued i think uh subgenre and now with you know Movies like Host and Un- an Unfriended taking advantage of the whole, you know, lockdown and on um, what Zoom thing. Like, I think potential for these films is just getting bigger and more exciting. And I'm I'm looking forward to where this is going.
1: Yeah, well, they touched. I like how they touched on that Dark Mirror. They talked about like people really give this uh this this subgenre a bad name because they touch on it. They're like, you know, they think you can- anyone can just make this, and, they blah, blah, blah. and they're like, no, it takes a lot. And some of the guys were like, they were like, I remember some of the guys were like, you'd be surprised what we have to do just to make sure this shot looks good with the camera.
0: I didn't realize how well choreographed and complex uh, record was. I was really surprised at that. Like, it it looks so effortless. But yeah, like, you don't really think about the intricacies of trying to make something seem seamless.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say it's, it's that fact that you're trying to make something seem real more than ever. Right, because in a mo- or standard movie, it sounds like a it's like a book, right? You know, it's here's your characters, here's the plot. Let's go. With this, you are like, we have to do this, but also make you believe this is real. Even if you go in, obviously knowing Cloverfield is fake, it needs to be presented in a way that looks real. Um
0: I I like the kind of animosity between the 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 guy, you know, the indie indie film guys who are making their found footage movies and being like, and then you got a film like Cloverfield's, you know, trying to act like they know what it's like making a movie like this Like it just felt so you know like there was a there was a beef there and i thought that was kind of funny yeah i thought
1: so too i like how the guy from host was like yeah it's hard for me to watch those because once you see a big name actor it kind of ruins the illusion
0: i love that one guy who's like well obviously you know a monster didn't destroy new york so you're not going to think that was real like i love that he did clarify that yeah <laughs> like it's some idiot out there is like i just watched this movie New York's been destroyed. The monster. Why don't <laughs> we, we do, do like, if you think about it? it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's great. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, <laughs> I, I kind of get that. Like, don't even wrong. Like, I, I love I like the flu- first uh clever foot credit. Um, mm-hmm. but I get that because like think about it. If you're trying to make this as real as possible, you're going to get a no-name actor, you're going to get yeah. someone. You that gotta you go smaller
0: recommend. in scale on every aspect, otherwise, people are gonna aren't gonna buy it i get that
1: yeah so i, I get where that animosity comes from that like yeah once you see like you know if you were to see tom fucking cruz in your front footage you're like okay
0: well now i know this is fake well the example they used in the movie was end of watch where you got yeah. jake Hall and michael pena trying to you know as cops through body cams and i'm like well that's jake Hall and michael pena they aren't police officers this isn't real continue i still like the movie
1: yeah exactly and I like how they even go they go like if the movie was a gimmick I'm like yeah you're not wrong but that's it I I did like in a watch but they're right like they're not wrong at all about about, about that and you're right like to me at the end of the day like most of my favorite film footage films all the smaller ones that I had like even with knowing I'm watching a movie knowing that yeah these may be no actors but they're still actors me being the film buff that I am I'm you know obviously that you are. Even then, like because it was so low budget, because they worked so hard to make it seamless, my most my favorite ones. I can get lost and I go, oh shit, and actually kind of feel it. You know, like with the VHS series, I can, for some of those segments, actually kind of lose myself for a second, and be like, oh shit, okay, like and forget I'm watching a fucking movie because it's just done that well on a on a lower budget.
0: I agree. Did they bring up VHS at all? They did not. No. I wonder if it was a rights issue or something. I wonder how they're able to use clips from certain movies. I always wonder about that in documentaries. Like, do they have to, what kind of permission do they have to get?
1: Uh, they got to contact the studio. The studio is the one holding the rights, and if not, they got to contact the person, someone who made it directly, because he might cool. still hold the rights.
0: Doesn't Shutter own the rights to VHS ninety four?
1: Yeah. And this is a Shutter 94.
0: documentary. Like.
1: Yes, you- they actually came out in 2001. It just now got put on Shudder. So it may have been made before VHS 94 came out.
0: You meant 2021, right?
1: Yeah, that's what I meant.
0: I'm like, there's no possible fucking way this game was made in two like, thousand. Like
1: the found footage films before, they sat on this for years. How did they know all
0: these movies were going to come out? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, anyway um yeah it was a good doc i liked it i like Sh- shutter's docs i've seen that and i've seen the boris karloff one and i really like what they're churning out on the documentary side of things um uh, yeah i'm enjoying this if you can
1: make time or do what i do with it and do it over a couple of days because it's a f- it's a four-hour epic for both of them check out the in search of darkness docs on shutter they literally both cover the entire decade of horror and just Pick different, highlight various films, and talk about different trends during that decade. Cool.
0: Yeah, and there was that folk horror doc they did a while back, right? Yeah, and, uh, I remember the name of that, but I remember you reviewed it on Letterbox.
1: Yeah, really good. Um, Woodlands, Dark and Days Bewitched. Um, that, if you're looking for like more folk horror to, add to your to your list, like that will cover. Again, if you need to give yourself some like couple days on that, because it's a long one. But I do, I highly recommend those three in general. Really good documentaries cover a lot of ground. We'll add so many more films to your list that you want to check out. Sweet. Um, and that one, that the folk one, actually got a Chainsaw Award at this year's Chainsaw Awards for Best uh, Documentary or something like that. Very nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like what these docs are doing is, you know, not only are they giving me, like, movies that I want to watch, but they're also giving me a lot more fuel for the podcast where, you know, I can add more movies into the list on that front because, you know, it's all horror films i haven't heard about that clearly have made an impact if they're talking about them on the documentary so right. definitely going to look into that
1: i think to me I, I always value the background you can get from those because you're getting it directly from people involved whereas yeah. throughout the movie or they were just they're in the industry they may have been friends with that you know what i mean like you're getting it from the source and not just reading it on like Wikipedia or IMDb or whatever so it it's just nice hearing that, and a lot of times you'll get shit they won't even put on fucking, you know, like like you said, the animosity between the indie guys and the you're not gonna see that on any of these Wikipedia's, but you get that in the documentary and how they feel about it.
0: Well, I I agree with that. That you get a lot more firsthand information and a lot more honest information. Like I still love that we use the Lost Soul doc for our Island of Doctor Moreau Beyond the Bad episode because we got a completely different, really interesting, hilarious. Weird episode because of that. So I yeah. I definitely love that. I want to incorporate more docs into what we do in the future. You know, good research material. Oh, yeah, it, it really is. Cool stuff. That was fun. Uh, the found footage phenomenon is a shutter original. It's there. So feel free to check that out if you got shutter. Or I think there's something with Amazon. Like Amazon gives you some Shutter. I, I don't know what the deal is there.
1: It's you can, I I don't know what it is, but yeah, if you have Shutter, you're using Shutter through Prime. Check it out. It's not one of the epics like the folklore one of the Instructions films. It's a clean r forty with an ending that befits found footage. I I really like how they pulled that. I like that. As soon as they did, I was like, ah, that was that was good. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, And um, yeah, so it's easy enough to digest and get through. And if you have even a cursory um, interest in that subgenre, I know it's a like torture porn. It seems like that is a split down the middle. People either fucking love or hate the subgenre of found footage. If you have any kind of interest, I'd say check it out.
0: I don't love or hate any specific genres anymore. To me, you know, I take everything on a film by film basis. I think that's the best way you can do it because otherwise you're just, you know, condemning an entire genre or praising an entire genre unjustly.
1: Yeah, I I have preferences, best way to say it. I would say it's like more of a rank thing. Like I'm not rushing to see the next great romantic trauma.
0: Personally. See, it depends on who's making it for me. It depends if like it has a good cast, good track record. I'm like, you know what? I'll check that out. Same with horror. It's it's how I roll. You know, that's that's just how I do it. It's still I mean still better
1: than just having to love or hate it completely type of thing. I'm just saying I'm more of the barely prints I'm like I've met people who to-
0: just like I don't like horror movies and I'm like, well, what have you seen and they, they 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 say like they watched paranormal activity once when they were a kid and scared them so they don't like horror movies. It's like no, bad
1: it's oh, wrong okay. don't do that yeah. well my favorite I don't like horror films, really you know well I liked Midsummer, but that wasn't really horrible. And then I want to just punch you in your face immediately. I Wrong. Re- not because you liked Midsummer. If you like Midsummer, cool. Um, there's better folk horror films out there, but cool. Um
0: yeah, just admit you like the horror movie. It's not like the yeah, skies are gonna open. Like, what do, do you think's gonna, gonna happen?
1: Just <laughs> admit you watched one and you liked it, it's okay. Yeah. like I said, I like I said, I may not like romantic dramas rather that much. I may not rush to see them. If I like one, I'll be man will Be like, yeah. yeah, I like that romantic trauma. God damn it! You like the Prince of Tides? Exactly. I like the Prince of Tides. I will say it. It wasn't a bad movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is this is all a learning experience, and I, I am enjoying the ride. Um, speaking of films we didn't like, Men. <laughs> <It's> like <later. laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, it's it's a horror heavy one this this week, but you know. That doc was way more entertaining this was I
1: like i like we've had we've had two weeks in a row where shutter delivered yeah not the big not the big releases of the week
0: i know right what the, what the hell uh it does, doesn't it kind of feel sometimes like we're getting in on shutter like right before it's about to like explode
1: sometimes yeah i mean it, it i know the sadness was exploding already because of this festival one like people were like going ape shit over during his festival one and then Shutter got it and it's just like it renewed again because now everyone can fucking watch it
0: that's good that's very good uh, Men is another A24 production Alex Garland's third film as a writer director following Ex Machina and Annihilation and uh, he is getting worse I don't know what happened I, I, this is the guy who wrote 28 Days Later like where did he go
1: I think I need him going back to just being a writer and having a director look at everything and be like, okay, so get rid of all this. We'll film
0: this. <laughs> I was thinking I was talking to Austin about that. Like, how much of 28 days later was Danny Boyle looking at the script and being like, what the fuck does this mean? We're gonna do this. People need to understand this, Alex. Like, Alex, it's
1: it's a fucking zombie film. Air quotes. don't come at me, people. <laughs> it's it's, it's a fucking zombie film. I don't need a, a, a random vagina birth from a man here. Like, just just give five, me zombies, man.
0: Five male vaginal births. I, I don't like how you counted. I, I I couldn't believe they kept coming. I was like, we're going to keep doing this.
1: <laughs> I mean. For, let me just get this out of the way real quick before we go further. As you know, that happens during, like, what, the last 10, 15 minutes or so of the film? A, a two ladies, two older ladies made it through this whole film as soon as the, the first close up of a mangina happened, as I'm calling it, thanks to a little show on Adult Swim that's only wrong called The Mighty Bush. Um, thanks like that close up happened, and I see one come down, <laughs> hear her third shit away, never comes back, and the next one comes down on the second mangina. I hear her throw her way or shit and never come back.
0: That's hilarious. I had walkouts too, but over a completely different situation. I went to a Cinemark in San Antonio that I am now realizing is apparently where every asshole in the city goes to the movies. Cinemark is <laughs> that theater because I go to the <laughs> Cinemark. Right- that theater specifically because okay, I was
1: like, I go to a Cinemark right down the street from me. Now, this one particularly is like,
0: oh, like, I'm a dick. I'm going to go here. There was a a younger couple about late 20s brought their three kids. Three, like, five to seven-year-old kids.
1: People realize that you can look at the ring on there now, right?
0: Yeah. And they just let them run around the entire goddamn theater and talk at full volume. And I was, I was, um, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" They were also sitting in our seats that we'd reserved, so we had to move, because we were like, "We're not arguing with kids." So it was just like, "Are you what the fuck is happening?" And then there was some asshole a row behind me watching something on his phone, like he had a TV show going on his phone the whole time. What the fuck? So no. I was hearing like I was watching men, and then I hear like very subtle like phone people- conversation. I was Stop like, what? To that theater. what is happening right now? The, the couple fuck? with the I kids, like- eventually, they left about halfway through. And I was like, thank God. But the dude on the phone was the whole movie. I would start kicking his chair or something. I, I couldn't like- I was turning to my friends like, what is what is going on? Like, they they heard it too.
1: <laughs> and I like- nobody did anything. I, I like how you guys, got- <laughs> when I didn't move that one guy, when I went to go see him, You guys like, why didn't you just make him move? And now here we are now, and you guys are like I wasn't gonna make the kids move. Nope.
0: It's a different situation when it's an adult who knows better before the movie, and three toddlers who don't mid movie.
1: Yeah, but also you did what I did, which was like, oh, there's an open seat right there because this is a damn near empty theater.
0: It wasn't a damn near empty theater. I had a, it was pretty full theater.
1: Oh shit, my theater was damn near empty, so I was just like, that seat's open. Fuck it. As long as no one comes in, I don't give a shit
0: yeah that's what I, I moved i'm like i'm not gonna argue with these kids like hey that's my seat and they'll be like Pfft. my seat now like i'm not getting in a fight with a kid i think
1: i'm petty enough i would have done i would have like reversed him like you know what no i almost not stand up to that dude i'm standing up to these
0: kids right now because i could tell just by the situation these were not well-behaved children <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be like sorry sir no you're gonna be like you know fuck you man which would be hilarious <laughs>
1: Then get the manager. I've been like, okay, cool. I'll just get the manager and then hopefully get these kids and these parents kicked out of here.
0: I couldn't believe that. So I was already like, what is going on here? And then the movie happened and my, what is going on here? Just increased. Uh, so right off the bat, I just want to say Jesse Buckley and Rory Kinnear are absolutely fantastic in this movie. They are lights out.
1: Yeah. They're great. Performance wise, no issues whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Uh, the story is a bit vague and kind of just all over the place. Uh, Jesse Buckley plays a lady named Harper, whose husband recently either killed himself or fell off the roof. It's not really made clear. I mean, out of the way, he fell to his death.
1: Yes. We know that he tried getting down to the apartment and he either slipped or just jumped off. Yeah.
0: He that didn't really his-
1: bugged me. I was like, okay, out of the way, he, he fucking fell and died. Okay, I
0: just thought it was weird they wouldn't commit to either one. Like, just just tell us he killed himself or I don't know why we got it. Everything's got to have a question mark around it. Um, but he punches his wife in the face and then she's like, fuck you. And he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, fuck you, which was satisfying. I liked that. And she's just like, get the fuck out. And then he tries to get in the apartment upstairs and falls off the fucking roof.
1: Yeah. I'm just glad they didn't commit to like her being the one to push. Her. I thought like, this is going to be a twist where she pushed him out and she's like escaping. I'm calling right now. Luckily, that's not where it went. Thank
0: God. There was there was no possible. I didn't think of that at all because she sees him as he's falling. I'm like, there's no way she pushed him, ran down to the middle apartment. No, no, no.
1: That that's where I thought like it's gonna be a twist where she thinks she sees him falling, but really she just pushed him down. She's so deep in her fucking psychosis. Don't pull that card at me. You've
0: seen plenty of movies. Okay. All right. All right. I fair enough. It, It was a possibility. Uh. I was, I was really waiting for the explanation of why every man in this village looks like working here, including the weird little boy with the CGI face that did not work.
1: Yeah, CGI didn't work too well. Like it didn't work well there, and then like it was bugging me seeing his hand when he got cut, uh, and it was yeah. like clearly CGI. And I'm like, I was seeing the theater just like, please, just fucking go practical. Like I know for a fact you got actors that didn't cost you that much money, so all you had to do was spend a little bit more on the fucking practical effects. What, you thought this was going to be a box office hit anyway?
0: <laughs> Unreal. So, Jesse Buckley, her husband dies, and she's like, oh, that sucks. I better go mourn him, even though I fucking hated him.
1: She did hate him quite a bit.
0: He hated him a lot. Mid-divorce, like she, he's like, I'm going to kill myself. She's like, why would you say that? He's like, because I'm going to. And she's like, well, that's not on me. He's like, yes, it is. I it's did the most- really. shit. Yeah.
1: I did really like that scene when they're having their argument, like again, performances here were outstanding really across Mm -hmm. the board from everyone. Oh, when he starts screaming, like,
0: you know, you're not the victim. Like, Oh, that shit. Like I I felt that shit. That was, that was well done. Well done by both of them. Yeah. Uh, But just the content of what he's saying is so immature and just.
1: Well, to to me and thankfully, like I said, there's no like ultimate twist. of Like, Oh no, she's really the, you know what I mean? Like it was very much what you were saying. Men Um, are
0: the bad guy. That's the whole thing of the movie. It's like, in her life, men fucking suck. And I get it.
1: Yeah. And again, guess what? I'm not gonna play uh to woke rants because I didn't feel that at all from the movie.
0: No, this was a personal story. This wasn't about yeah. all men, it was about all the men she keeps running into.
1: Yes. Technically two men throughout this yeah. movie.
0: Except for Jeffrey, who seemed actually pretty chill until she ran him the fuck over. I was like
1: chill until the end. Then he looked like he was um
0: with uh whatever that thing was um real quick though i did love that like he turned on her when she ran him over because i'm like is is this a monster or is this just jeffrey being like you ran me the fuck over because <laughs> i would have done exactly that
1: <laughs> yeah but i'm almost like jeffrey why are you standing in the middle of the street
0: i would have stolen the car and tried to run her over
1: <laughs> yeah i mean if anything look if i was her and I had Randy over that standing in the middle of the fucking tree at night. I've been like, yeah, I keep going. It's the country; no one's going to know. Just go. <laughs>
0: just get out of there. I thought uh-huh. he was hilarious, just constantly like telling himself little things, like you know, oh, not today, Jeffrey. <laughs> just <laughs> he was he was
1: funny. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, like I like this Jeffrey persona quite a bit. That one was like my favorite. Um, yeah, but as far as like, I don't know where to go from here because this movie it goes places.
0: Well I guess we can go to the woods like she did and because that was a good scene when she goes to the tunnel and she starts doing the the I, echo noises
1: for, for the most part I was on like I was cool with the way like when we got the you know the flashbacks or piece piecing this thing together of why she ended up here because I know we just made sure like she did it to escape to the she I'm sure it was more of like that being in the city and all that stuff the classic like I need to go somewhere and escape for a minute yeah okay I totally get that. Like I said, I did like the scene, with Jeffrey's showing her around, and you know the whole like apple thing, the whole I don't know, mustn't do that. No, I'm
0: kidding. Forbidden fruit. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Got to blink when you do that, Jeffrey. Otherwise, it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Jeffrey. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: not he whatever he said about the bathroom? When he showed when he showed up there about like the septic tank or something.
0: I must say, ladies, be careful what you flush. And then just stares at her like, like, okay. (laughs) Jesus, man. All right. Must must be said.
1: Yeah. I'm right down the road if you need my help. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yeah. I like how it's, you know, I like where this is going. I like getting, I like the setup. And yeah, I liked this little walk in the woods she takes um, to set up what is about to transpire.
0: Yeah, I like the the tone of that. You keep like, waiting for like something is gonna pop out, but when is it gonna happen? And when it does happen, when the guy just the silhouette shows up in the at the end of the tunnel and just starts running towards her.
1: Like, yeah, it oh, makes shit. that weird
0: noise. <laughs> yeah, the guttural. I think she summoned something with that ch- with that weird chant.
1: That's what I thought. I was like, maybe she did something with the weird chanting. That was because a... again, like Garland made it very known that this was a folk horror film for him, so it was like he did something she did something i felt like that was shanty that awoke in this thing
0: yep and it's rory Kinnear, naked
1: go full monty he bared it all
0: throughout those oh, yeah. movie. and frankly you know what the band should be proud of himself <laughs> good for him he's a yeah
1: jeffrey's packing. and
0: yeah rory Kinnear is rocking the full cannon good for him that's
1: why jeffrey's so happy yeah
0: I was impressed like, Jesus, I've never usually, you know, because you're not allowed to go, you're not allowed to get hard in movies. Usually it's not that quite pronounced, but like, fuck, man. Not allowed to get hard. All I could see.
1: Don't you dare get
0: hard. Uh, But anyway, yeah. Naked man comes out of the woods and just haunts, like stalks her and the local PD just shows up like, oh, no, no, I'm I'm just a nut. (laughs) We'll take care of it yeah like we'll arrest the nut and one of the cops of course is working here yeah he runs into at the pub later and he's like oh no that guy oh no we released him like why would you tell her that yeah
1: i don't understand like why are you telling her that but again like and we'll get to to then like clearly something was being set up to establish that yeah this has something to do with that thing like somehow it's made versions of itself throughout the town but the film never bothers to explain this. But again, you said it's based off some old Celtic myth, which might explain more, yeah. but I shouldn't have to look up a fucking mythology. After we saw that, I,
0: I agree with that. I don't like that. It's like, you know, I I watched the movie, my involvement in this transaction is over. Like I shouldn't have to do homework to understand what your film was. <laughs> um, but yeah, me and my friends looked it up afterwards and apparently it's some Celtic legend called a green man who like manifests as a, like a deity of grief or some shit like that. It was, it was very obscure, so like no one, you know, like no one's gonna know. If it was like a you know a siren or a leprechaun or something, people are gonna catch on. But if it's some out of nowhere Celtic myth that no one's talked about for six hundred years, it's gonna be hard to come to that conclusion. independently
1: I'll just buy and tell a straightforward story and explain why everybody looks like Rory Kinnear, apart from it being a cool casting decision.
0: That is also a good idea. I was expecting some kind of, like, the priest has been, like, you know, raping all the women in town, and they all look like him. All the kids look like him for, like, generations. Priest got creepy there real quick. Oh, when he goes, you know, you drove him to it, didn't you? Like, don't you feel bad? I love what she's just like, fuck off, and walks away.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love it, because it's after she still, I'm used to kids cussing at me, but at Vickers, so I forgot that's what they called them over there. <laughs> that weird Vickers.
0: kid is like, you stupid bitch. <laughs> And then just walks away like, what the fuck is this? And the like Marilyn Monroe mask.
1: Yep. And then she turns around and tells the Vicar to fuck
0: off. As well, she should fuck him. Uh, the home the home invasion scenes are pretty creepy when he just, when um naked Kinnear is just like following her out on the perimeter. And you can just see him outside as she's giving the tour to her friend. Like,
1: yeah, I ha- I was just waiting for the friend to be like, "Hey, who's that?" or something like that to let the tr- the you know, the needle drop. But I was like, "No, no, we are we're building this up,
0: aren't we?" Yeah, it was it was unnerving uh for the most part. It was just I kept waiting for something else.
1: Or well, it was- saying and that's why I say like I don't it's hard for me to put blame on a24 this this time and more so on Alex garland who wrote and directed this film because there's so much stuff there there is for once horror throughout like there is very like good suspense filled moments throughout this film
0: yeah
1: it's just to me it faces the same problem I had with um the lighthouse I oh, the lighthouse the the night house. There you go. Jesus were nothing whatsoever is explained and you know, granted you probably don't have to think about it. you could say the same thing about the lighthouse but that film was done in such a way to leave it up to interpretation when I mean, the performances and
0: then, are so good i forgive quite a lot from the lighthouse
1: this is true and the ending's satisfying because i mean both characters essentially die so it's like there's nothing left hanging dangling they're just dead and i can move on um but uh with um with this, like it had, it had a lot of stuff going, and I was intrigued. But then when it came, like in like Night House, came to like, okay, how are we gonna explain all this? And what I got, I was just like, ugh, all right, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Especially because yeah, like the initial like home invasion stuff when he's like looking her during the date, the night sequence when he first started, kind of like, holy
0: shit, that was like legit creepy as fuck. Yeah, I also liked how they incorporated her her uh, tunnel chance into the score. I thought that was creepy. Score was good. Um, And then her just, you know, I I understood this was supposed to be a grief metaphor and I just, I I had an idea that I think would have cleared this up. I talked, told you about it before we started recording. Um, I wish we hadn't seen her husband until the end of the movie. And then it's revealed that her husband looked like Rory Kinnear. Cause then it could be that she's just been projecting that face on every man she's encountered. Who's been just a dick to her or like, you know, wanted her sexually. And it's just, you know, then it's a, that that would have been like, okay, that, ex, that explains everything. All right, I can get on board with this.
1: Yeah. And then it could have been she actually killed Jeffrey or something at the end, right? Cause she gets so deep in it that when her friend comes by, she's like, oh yeah. shit. There's some
0: gardener who looks nothing like Rory Kinnear who's dead on the front porch. She's covered in blood and she's just like, hi i would have bought that movie yeah straight up yeah and i would have
1: continued enjoying the film honestly i would have been like this was a damn good movie hell yeah so i remember instead and this is my thing with, with garland like you know i i did my annihilation but with that said that ending i know it was even people who like it and myself included that ending is where you kind of you fall off big time where it's just like what the fuck is going on right now um and i've i've always thought this guy you know great grasp of story and metaphor with ex machina decent grasp in annihilation where at first i was on board with it you know there was a lot of good stuff going on i got where they were going in the end muddled it up and this one to me was the sloppiest like the worst case of his story and It's like he's just like to me degrading with each film or it's it like weird
0: you don't see that a lot you don't see a direct a writer director get worse with each production <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like, I'm on a point now, I'm like, dude, just give me something without metaphor. Give me a straightforward fucking horror film without metaphor, for Christ's sakes.
0: And that's when, for me, it comes back around to A24, because I, I I, want from them a straightforward, scary horror movie without trying to act like it's impressing somebody. And, and we got that with X. Oh, yeah, that's right. Earlier this year. We that's what there. I say. I'm not playing on A24.
1: This is to me, Garland. All right. Fine. Fine. You win. I was like, A24, I do put some blame on, like, shortly after Cherry. That seems like that's the only type of film they were doing. Um, but it, like I said, I stand by it. I don't know what's going on, but it seems like they're being more of a, hey, we'll produce your work, very much your thing type of deal. And we got that with X, where, like, they were clearly the only ones willing to, you know, go off this ideal Ty West had, and it worked tremendously it works for them and everything everywhere at once early reviews i've seen for bodies 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 looks like it's gonna work out for them again with that movie because i've been hearing lots of great things from my horror sites on that one it just seems like this one that's why i say i don't blame them for this one i feel like this was very much garland like this was all him they just packaged it the best they could in their trailer and went like here you go because Technically, like, I don't think the trailer misled as much because they really can't show us much shit on the end of the movie. You know what I mean? Like, they can't sit there and show, like, the gaping man giants that happened. Um, like, so they showed everything they could show that is in the movie. You know, you have multiple working areas, You have all the stuff that's being said to be explored just never is fully we've satisfactorily explained at the end of the film.
0: Well, at least I've got Ty West's uh, X prequels to look forward to in the latter half of the year.
1: If those are coming out in the latter half of the year, I they assume should. they were. God damn it. Well, eventually
0: I'll have that to look forward to.
1: Hopefully, they're keeping mum on uh, pearl poor, poor right now. I think the next one they're focusing on is bodies, 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 because I think that's coming out next. Fine. <laughs> I think it's coming out next. I don't know. I haven't heard it really say on poor yet.
0: Well, men didn't do it for me. I I found myself nodding off towards the end of it. I was starting to get really bored. Uh Of course, the Mangina woke me up, as a Mangina will do.
1: <laughs> yes. I will say, like, I had legitimate fear when the, the whole motion light thing I thought was awesome. That whole fucking sequence when, like, the cop's just standing there and he keeps doing it and he just
0: disappears. I was like, what the fuck? Dude, when the kid pulls his hand through the the mail slot and, like, pulls it back on the knife and you see the whole goddamn arm just cut in half, that was freaky.
1: Yeah, hearing the dude just scream and run at her
0: randomly. I was like, holy fuck. I was like, Jesus Christ. Then the vicar tries to rape her. And saying, puts you know, his CGI cut hand on her. I was like, oh, that's gross. This whole thing of like, you know, you're hot and that and I'm feeling rapey and that's your fault. It's like, oh god.
1: Yep, here we go. Yeah. I did like how Jeffrey busts through at one point and he's like, Oh no, I'll take a look. As I like a, as landlord, I must take a look.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was. I liked Jeffrey. I never got the vibe that he was dangerous until she, you know, smacked into him with the car, and then he's like, "You fucking ran me over!" and tried to kill her. And I'm like, I, I get that one.
1: Yeah, his his attitude changed. Um, but again, I I got the feeling they are tied to that creature because at one point that thing popped. And this is where I start. This is where the film started losing me. Was the moment that thing popped up again with the leaves in it. And it's like morphing into whatever and blows stuff in her. I was like, okay, what the fuck's going on now? What are we doing at this point?
0: Yeah, I didn't really know what the fuck that was. Um, and also how the thing texted her through her friend's number.
1: Yeah. Like I so said, there's a lot of really creepy shit that I was like, oh my god, like, yeah, when that text trend and said, Well, I know where you are, and I was like, You stupid bitch. <laughs>
0: I was like, get out, get out, get out. Uh, yeah, and then we get like four or five births that result in her husband coming back to life briefly and being like, I just want you to love me. And she's like, no. It's like, okay. That seems like a pretty obvious conclusion to that relationship. I don't think we needed to see again.
1: Yeah, after a I thought, look, at first, I was like, holy shit, I'm, I'm seeing a man giant on the screen. And But then it kept going. I was like, all right. You don't need to keep going with it.
0: Yeah, I got, you know, after three or four, the mangina starts to lose some punch. Yeah. Like, are we still doing this? Okay. Yeah, at first
1: I was like, oh, okay, this is shocking and different. and I'm impressed. I'm seeing this on a fucking movie theater screen right now. And then after like, yeah, the third time I was like, oh no, we're still doing this. It's not stopping.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. And then her friend shows up Sees a trail of blood, and Harper's just in the backyard. Like, oh hi, and that's it. And I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> again? God damn it! Yeah, I soon I thought maybe there'd be more, and like,
1: <sighs> sorry, I thought there'd be more, or you know, her dead fucking husband would come out and be like, oh okay, we're going to get like a, some kind of monologue that ties all what I just saw together. And no, as soon as she said the like, he said. I just wanted to love me, and it cut... She didn't say anything. It just cuts to the credits. And I was like, oh. And then, you know, it goes back to the movie. I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll get an explanation. Everything will tie together, and I end up actually pretty much liking this movie. And then, like, you never see, like, what the ultimate blood thing was. Again, makes me think that, okay, I guess the creature thing was real, but you also don't see all the other fucking bodies that it <laughs> birthed out of it. Again, and yeah, it's her, and she just looks at her. They make eye contact, and back to the credits, and she's like, "So no explanation." What? what oh, okay.
0: So it's a five for me. I just I couldn't get into it. I it had potential, but I just I I didn't. I don't like this kind of movie, and it it seems like we get this a lot.
1: This has been the standard, apparently. Yeah. I I'm going to give it five or six. Like I so said, there's a lot that I did enjoy going in, and it just does what the Night House did and muddles it all up. And its climax that just made me go, oh, "Damn it!" I am yeah. going to hold out hope that this was a misstep because so far, A twenty four Horror I'm not going to comment on all the fucking random dramas they come out with throughout the year. That Actually, I don't they excel in
0: their dramas. I'll- I know yeah.
1: they do. They had one they advertised called Marcel the that's some talking snell thing yeah um, yeah uh you know horror they've been doing great this year even adjacent with like things like everywhere everything at once x i i this was a messed up but i'm gonna have faith based off the early reviews i've seen for bodies and the fact that they didn't make it they just acquired it for distribution so they had nothing to do with that movie someone else made it they just said hey we'll release it so that their hands have not touched it gives me hope
0: well i'm excited to see you know pete davidson with his whole you know i look like i fuck persona so i i'll give it i'll give it a whirl
1: i yeah like i said that one they they picked it up out of a festival it was already filmed already shown got good reviews they picked it up to distribute it they haven't touched it or anything um but it, I, I i'm hoping that would be their third one for me this year because that looks really good the reviews have been very kind to it um yeah i'm like you pete davidson i like him i think he's funny the whole i look yeah. like i fuck like that's what i want to put out that i fuck
0: <laughs> I think that's funny
1: if, if the jokes that they showed are good like i've been hearing like it's gonna be a great satire on like modern fucking culture which yeah. is <laughs> really all i'm asking for is finally get some a sharp satire on like how we are now as a fucking human species <laughs>
0: The very least it'll give us a lot of insufferable dicks to see butchered so that'll be fun yeah uh but that's not for a while
1: no i uh, actually need to release if they put out for that
0: yeah i gotta take a look well thanks for listening everybody hope you liked the show uh if you'd like you know if you'd like what we do you can follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at filmgasm productions you can email us at filmgasm and gmail.com send us a message through the socials or a message there uh, if you want to support the show through Anchor, you can click on support this podcast or your podcast provider. And now we have an announcement. Uh, things are switching up at and Productions. Uh, we're experiencing some some true burnout. And you know what? I get it. <laughs> it's hard doing four shows a week. It's hard. So to help lighten the load for all of us, uh, we are no longer going to be doing the sneak preview on a weekly basis. I know. Stop crying. It's, it's okay. It's going to be okay.
1: No one's crying, but go on.
0: I can hear them. I can hear the tears. Okay. So anyway. anyway. Delusion. Anyway, what we're going to be doing going forward is we're not stopping the sneak preview. We're just going to make them a lot more meaningful. We're gonna be doing them on an as-needed basis. So depending on a big movie or big news or whatever we feel like doing, it's gonna be multi, like multi-hosted. You know, talking two to like three to four possibly, big shit every time, and we'll announce it like week by week when we do them. So we're not nothing for Top Gun because fuck that. And you know, I don't know what, what we'll have to see it's going to be interesting, uh, but I'm excited to retool the show and make it more worth your while and make it much more manageable for us. So thank you for sticking with the sneak preview thus far. Uh, here's to the future. So, yeah. <sighs> um, um,
1: we want yeah. thing thing if we were, you know, getting paid and this is what we did for a living, but we, we all have jobs and then. Yeah. first. Person- we don't
0: get paid. This is a hobby. Hobbies are fun. But also, you got to be realistic sometimes. <laughs> and this show was starting to kind of get on my nerves. So, going forward, knowing, you know, that I'll have time to make a really fun show for you guys with this, I can't wait. It's going to be so much easier to to manage. And that just makes our other three shows, the Film Guys and Podcast, Oscar Sunday, and Beyond the Bad, even better because we'll have more focus. So, Every, everybody wins. Everybody. Uh, so, this is it for, for some time on the sneak preview. It's been a ride. It's been a lot of shit movies and a few good ones. Feels like that. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. happens when you watch everything. You don't get a lot of good movies. No.
1: Nope. You get two weeks of Shutter killing the game and the box office yeah. not killing the game.
0: Not going to lie, Firestarter and Men, big reason of why I decided to do this like god damn it two in a row are you fucking kidding and then i get to do top gun what the fuck so yeah i i decided no
1: you you had a brief moment of me being scared because you seem to be falling for the positive reception to maverick i was like you fucking hold true we will not be watching top gun maverick damn it
0: like i said if it's free and that situation i just i might have fallen into it might end up being free if it's free i'll go see it but i'm not paying for it regardless it's not going to be on this show or any of our other shows yeah i don't i don't want to give tom cruise the satisfaction no and now
1: i i don't know if so but people are resurfacing the article about his treatment of uh u.s sailors on the roosevelt All the tr that they filmed the uh, aircraft carrier you see in the trailer uh, mm-hmm. they filmed those scenes on that particular aircraft carrier and that article is getting uh put back in circulation about how he treated members of the crew and how he was pretty much a dick
0: to... Well, good. Maybe, it, maybe it'll sabotage the box office on this thing.
1: I hope it does, because I'm sorry, but that's one of the biggest reasons I'm not seeing this. So I'm not boycotting Tom Cruise permanently here, because I, I do want to see Mission Impossible. Especially because, apparently, the trailer leaked for about a couple of minutes, and people uh- saw it and praising it, and it all got pulled. So, there's a trailer <laughs> that will probably release when this movie releases for the for Mission Impossible
0: well, here is uh, the thing, though. I, Tom Cruise will probably never go away. I am pretty sure this is allegedly. I don't know this for sure, just in case there is lawyers listening. I am um, pretty sure just dis- that disrespecting the military is one of the tenets of Scientology. So I don't see how he's going to get in any trouble because it's part of his religion. Probably. Yes. I don't know. I don't know that for sure, but it makes sense.
1: Oh, I was going like, "You serious?" That would make sense, but
0: It'd be hilarious if he's like, you know, oh, I get to, I get to piss on soldiers as much as I want. It's part of my religion
1: like this whole thing leading up to this has been nothing but douchebaggery to me like between that and like reading what he said at cons about how like i'm a i'm a movie fan i i like going to movies like you guys do too and i made this for y'all and blah blah blah, And i'm like shut the fuck
0: up tom made you made this for tom cruise fuck off
1: yeah and then like he i guess really had to double down on why it wasn't coming to streamers he's like i believe in the big screen and it shouldn't be coming to streamers and you need to see it as a group experience and i'm like there was a pandemic that you were taking seriously you fucking jackass <laughs> yeah, i'm perfect. like i am so fucking sick and tired of people bitching about the release schedule for 2021 like what you didn't want any fucking movies to come out none at all i'm like look i get it i am i am pro theater all the way i know you are everyone on film Guys is pro theater i'm streaming You cannot replicate that experience. You cannot take it away. It's a special experience. But holy fucking shit, when there is a pandemic that are making people scared to go out, shut the fuck up and get over the fact that the studios are trying to figure out a goddamn way for people to still see these films they spent money on.
0: Well, and, you know, it's over. Doctor Strange 2 just crossed $800 worldwide. Like, it's time to stop worrying about that. Like, we're good. So, yeah, just release your movie and shut up
1: yeah it's like just stop it but like i said i've been kind of getting annoyed how i got annoyed with not to get too political, but i'll just real quick with the far right and their need to act like it's never existed and massacre unconstitutional how that's bugged me i am on my on my twitter with certain very much left-leaning celebrities again i'm someone that i find myself usually in the middle on the law stuff um Now you're starting to get tired of the constant jabs of people acting like it's over, and you go out and wear your mask. See, in cases, it's like, okay, look, now you're becoming the other side. You're getting just as annoying. You're not showing the fuck up. Like, if you want to go wear a mask when you go out to the theater, go wear a goddamn mask. I don't give a shit. If you don't feel that safe, don't go watch Top Gun 2 or whatever the fuck else movie you want to see in theaters. Guess what? You ain't ain't getting your day and date releases anymore because you bitched about that. So now... You have to wait till you can stream it, on Prime.
0: Well, point is, we're done for a while.
1: Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean rant. It's just like God, I'm (laughs) getting so annoyed how like this is flipped, and the side that was like of sound and reason is slowly becoming the
0: other side. Well, sneak preview will continue in some other form that we promise will be exciting and fun for everybody. Uh, until then, don't miss Alligator on Wednesday's FilmGasm podcast. And I have once we
1: um, stop recording two very cool facts that you need to include
0: on that episode. Okay, I will do that. Uh, fr- on Friday, we're doing Cocktail. Gonna mock Tom Cruise for a while. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And then on Oscar Sunday, back to praising him with Magnolia. But I gotta say, he is fucking amazing in that movie, and it's praise that's worth it. So I, it is a great movie.
1: If I am to, I just want to, know, to separate art from artists, yeah. describe it to Tom Cruise movies I like. And I do think
0: he's a good actor. You As would he, like Tom Cruise in Magnolia. He runs a, uh, a sexual self-help seminar where he teaches people how to pick up chicks, and it's called Respect the Cock. And it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Frank T.J. Mackey. I can't wait to do Magnolia. I really can't. It's Austin's favorite movie of all time. So it's been a. It's I'm I'm excited to do it. Okay. Um. Well, until then, have a great week, and thanks for listening.